the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On, folks. I'm your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me on this Tuesday as we get ready for a little Oklahoma State basketball and baseball coming up tonight. Oklahoma State at West Virginia on the hardwood, and then on the diamond, Oklahoma State is at Arizona State facing off against one of the higher-ranked teams in the country. So we will get to all of that throughout today's podcast. Your daily reminder that this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. You can head over to LockedOnPodcast.com, check out Locked On Sooners and Locked On Thunder with Brady Trantham doing a great job over there. We've got everything in the state of Oklahoma covered for you here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can find me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. Send me all your thoughts, Oklahoma State and otherwise, at Colby J. Powell and at Locked on Pokes. All right, let's start off with a little Oklahoma State basketball by first showing some more love to Caleb Boone, who was phenomenal against Texas Tech on Saturday, and he was recognized by the Big 12. Caleb Boone, named the Big 12 Newcomer of the Week, is the first time this year that Oklahoma State has had a weekly honoree in the Big 12, which makes sense. Oklahoma State started 0-8 in conference play, so there haven't been a lot of opportunities for Oklahoma State to uh, lock down some weekly awards. But wearing those nice throwback uniforms on Saturday, Caleb Boone, had a career day, 16 points. 12 of those came from the foul line. It's interesting. In his first 18 games this season, Caleb Boone shot just 5 of 10 from the free throw line. Uh, In his past six games, he's 18 of 22 from the free throw line. Part of that is he's playing more minutes. Part of that is he's clearly put the work in and is shooting the ball better from the stripe. His free throw shooting on Saturday was huge and was an instrumental part of Oklahoma State getting the upset victory over Texas Tech. So congratulations to Caleb Boone on being named Big 12 Newcomer of the Week. Caleb Boone, after Saturday's game, said the sky is the limit to me. That's what I think. I think anytime I go on the court, I'm the best player in my position out there. He said, I don't try to be the best player on the court because that's not when I'm at my best. My role is to be, my mindset is to think I'm the best player at my position, and he was on Saturday. That'll be tough to do tonight against West Virginia because West Virginia has got the big boys inside. Oscar Shibwe and Derek Culver. Oscar Shibwe and Derek Culver combined to average about 22 points per game, 11.6 for Oscar Shibwe, 10.3 for Derek Culver. Uh, but it's the rebounding as well. 9.2 rebounds per game for Shibwe, 8.5 rebounds per game for Derek Culver. And these two really kind of put on a show whenever these two teams met in Stillwater. It was a 55-41 game, so it was low scoring. It was uh, it was kind of an ugly basketball game. Uh, Oklahoma State did not shoot the ball well at all. One of 20 from beyond the arc in that game. You probably remember that game. 14 of 48 from the floor, only 29.2%. But Oscar Shibwe and Derek Culver, 12 and 8 for Shibwe, 9 and 12 for Derek Culver. Shibwe had the big alley oop dunk in that game in West Virginia, won pretty easily, led by nine at halftime before winning the game by 14. Oklahoma State uh, tried to close it out, you'll remember, tried to close the lead down a little bit in the second half and just never could get close enough to really make a difference. But, you know, Caleb Boone only played eight minutes in that game. Yorin A got 18 minutes in that game, did not score. 
Caleb Boone had only four points in that game in eight minutes. I do think that this is going to be uh, a little bit different story this time for Oklahoma State. Also, Thomas DeZagua did not play in that game. That's whenever I believe he was sick that night. When was this game played? I can't even remember when this game was played now, but I believe that that was the night that, uh, that Thomas DeZagua was sick. So Oklahoma State has beaten West Virginia in four of the last six head-to-head meetings between these two teams. I think Oklahoma State has a real chance in this one. The Cowboys are 10.5-point dogs, which really shocked me. Oklahoma State, the first time these two teams met, lost by 14, but were only 1.5-point dogs in that game. And then on Saturday against Texas Tech, Oklahoma State was a 3.5-point dog, won outright. Uh, Oklahoma State got to the line a lot, which played a big factor in that. But I still just think, man... Ten and a half points is a lot. I like Oklahoma State to cover that, uh, and I do think that Oklahoma State has a chance to win this game. If I were guessing, I'd say West Virginia as the home team with the big boys, they probably get it done, probably win by five or six, uh, but I certainly don't feel real confident in that. I, I think uh, I think Oklahoma State has a real good chance to win this game, and I definitely think that they will be able to cover. Uh, all right, I need to take a break, come back on the other side. I want to talk about the Mason Rudolph-Miles Garrett saga that's taking place. Didn't have time to get around to that yesterday. So I'm going to do that after the break. I want to remind everyone to head over to Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater, Oklahoma at 617 East Redbud Drive. You can visit their website at livesgf.com. SGF is for Simply Green Pharmacy. Go to livesgf.com. That's where you can find out about everything they do, everything naturally grown, a beautiful dispensary, and they will get you taken care of. You can also learn about their patient drives that they host every Wednesday. Uh, they're basically the, the patient drive pioneers of Oklahoma. Simply Green Pharmacy will get you taken care of. They care about the patients, number one, first and foremost. So go see them and tell them Locked on Pokes sent you. All right, taking a break, coming back on the other side, talking about everything taking place in the NFL between Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph right here on Locked on Pokes. Welcome back to Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone is with me. Looking forward to Oklahoma State and West Virginia coming up tonight. Uh, why don't we head to the NFL? I want to talk a little bit about what's happening with Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. So, Miles Garrett, you all remember the incident back in November, December, whenever it was, November, I think. Miles Garrett suspended indefinitely. Uh, Mason Rudolph, things kind of went downhill from there for Mason Rudolph. And Miles Garrett has now come back out. On ESPN, he had an, an interview with uh, Mina Kimes on ESPN. It aired last week. And Miles Garrett once again claimed, as he did with the NFL League office one week after the game, uh, he claimed to the League office and he said again on ESPN that my, uh, Mason Rudolph called him a, quote, stupid N-word. Um, this is obviously a, a very difficult situation. Here's the thing. Mike Tomlin has now come out. Mike Tomlin doesn't really speak a lot, but Mike Tomlin made a point, a point to go on ESPN's first take with Stephen A. Smith yesterday to voice his support for Mason Rudolph. He said, I think Mason Rudolph's reputation needs to be defended and defended aggressively. And he was also a little upset at the ESPN piece, which was interesting. Mike Tomlin talked about the fact that uh, – No one on the field, no officials, no Cleveland Browns players, no Pittsburgh Steelers players, no one has in any way, shape, or form corroborated Miles Garrett's claim. I wasn't on the field 
I don't know what was said. I don't know what happened. But there were about 25 other guys on the field, whenever you include the refs and the other players. None of them heard anything, or at least none of them come out and said that they heard anything. So Miles Garrett is kind of on an island here, and Mason Rudolph has a lot of people defending his character, including Oklahoma State head coach Mike Gundy. Mike Gundy quoted the uh, video of Stephen A. Smith and Mike Tomlin on first take, and Mike Gundy said, during Mason's four years here, he had the utmost respect from everyone in our organization. He has always been a classy cowboy. I I don't know what the uh, end game is here for Miles Garrett. It, it certainly seems as if uh, this is designed to basically get him some sympathy for uh, for what he did to Mason Rudolph and basically have people say, you know what, it's okay. He kind of deserved it. And it's not really going down that way, I don't feel like. I, I've seen a couple people on Twitter who uh, are saying that they believe Miles Garrett and that, that Mason had what was coming to him, but that's the overwhelming Minority. The majority of people um, are, are kind of saying what Mike Tomlin's saying. Um, nobody else heard anything. None of your teammates have come out to defend you. All of the guys on our team have come out and said it didn't happen. So everyone else who was on the field, except Miles Garrett, is is of the belief that it didn't happen. So instead of this, I, I think Miles Garrett thought this was going to get him sympathy. I think it's making people look at him in a totally different light, and it's kind of making him look like a clown. You know, Miles Garrett, I read last week uh, about him going to East Africa and helping, uh, you you know, put in some wells and making sure that they have fresh drinking water and villages and things of that nature. And not not to get too philosophical on you, but I, I don't believe that someone is necessarily all bad or all good. So I read this about Miles Garrett last week and I'm thinking to myself, okay, that that's good. That's that's awesome. This was before the, the interview aired and everything. And I'm thinking, that's good. Maybe Miles Garrett can do a little image regeneration here. Uh, maybe Miles Garrett just had, you know, one slip where he went crazy and, you know, he's going to be fine and, and he actually is a good dude. And then he comes back out and doubles down on ESPN against Mason Rudolph. And I just, I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand what he's playing at here, what, what he's trying to accomplish by doing this, and I don't understand why none of his teammates have come out in defense of him if, in fact, this is something that was said, which everyone else is saying that it wasn't. Also, interestingly enough, and Rudolph's uh, attorney or whoever released, I, I don't even know who this was who released that, Rudolph's agent uh, tweeted out a long statement and said that Miles Garrett claims that Mason Rudolph uttered that racial slur simultaneously with being sacked. So that would have been just a normal football play prior to Miles Garrett striking Mason Rudolph in the head with the helmet. And you tell me, do you think it's believable that uh, a quarterback just when being sacked would would utter that? I it just it doesn't sound believable. There, there are too many holes in his story. There are too many people uh, coming out and saying the exact opposite. Uh, and, and I think that Miles Garrett, in his attempt to make Mason Rudolph look bad and make himself look better, has done the opposite. And he now looks like a clown. All right, I'm going to take a break. Come back on the other side. We're talking Oklahoma State baseball matchup tonight against Arizona State, trying to bounce back after the one and two weekend slate against Grand Canyon. That's coming up next. Stay with me here on Locked on Pokes.
Welcome back. Wrapping things up here on Locked on Pokes. Glad everyone is with me. Head over to Twitter. You can find me at Colby J. Powell at Locked on Pokes. And you can find our partners here on Locked on Pokes at Simply Green Pharmacy, 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater, Oklahoma. You can go to LiveSGF. That's Simply Green Pharmacy. LiveSGF.com online. Read more about Simply Green Pharmacy and about the patient drives, which are the foundation of Simply Green Pharmacy. Simply Green began hosting the patient drives months months before they opened the doors to their dispensary. Uh, you, you know, you can go on there. You can see where they're going to be in Stillwater, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma City. They do it right at Simply Green Pharmacy. Check them out, livesgf.com. All right, let's talk a little bit of baseball. I want to talk about the game tonight, but I also want to talk about Andrew Heaney's comments about the Houston Astros scandal. I'm sure you all know the Houston Astros were illegally using technology to steal signs, so they knew what pitch was coming. That's fun, right? Kind of takes the fun out of baseball a little bit if you know what pitch. What pitch. I, I grew up playing baseball. Uh, hitting a baseball, incredibly difficult. Hitting a baseball, if you know what pitch is coming and you're one of the best in the world, you know, Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, these guys, if, if guys at that talent level know what pitch is coming, it's easy. It's easy for those guys to hit it if they know what's coming, uh, as we saw in 2017 as they cheated their way all the way to a World Series. Now, former Oklahoma State Cowboy Andrew Heaney, who's a pitcher for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, uh, came out and, and basically, um, y- you know, he didn't go after him as hard as some guys have. You know, uh, Markakis with the Braves was saying they need Bean. Uh, Mike Trout had some pretty good things to say. You know, Mike Trout's going to be one of the best baseball players of all time. And he, he's like, you know, can you imagine if, if I knew what pitch was coming? Man, that'd be easy. Uh, so this is what Andrew Heaney had to say. He said for somebody in that locker room to not have stood up and said, this is messed up. We shouldn't be doing this. For nobody to stand up and nobody to say, we're cheating other players, that sucks. That's a bad feeling for everybody. I hope they feel bad. He, he goes on to say that he doesn't feel victimized. He's not going to make that excuse. Uh, and, and then he talks about the punishment for the Astros, which was basically nothing. The players, anyway, basically nothing. They're, you know, hiding behind the unions and talking about tattoos and making complete fools out of themselves. Andrew Heaney said they sure as heck need to do more than what they already did. That was terrible. I understand they're going to get their stuff in order, and they're going to have their things to say, and they're going to hide behind the commissioner's report and whatever, but I don't think that's good enough. I agree, Andrew. I don't think that's good enough either. I think for the players to have complete immunity uh, and not be suspended was a a joke. I I think that more interviews should have been conducted. There should have been a longer investigation, and any players who took part in this, I think, should have been on the bench for one complete season. Uh, That's just my opinion. Uh, Some people think that that's too harsh. You know, the manager and the GM get fired. Nothing happens to the players uh, who were the ones out there allowing this to happen, the ones actually participating in it. Uh, All right, a little college baseball action going on tonight. Oklahoma State and Arizona State. These two vary in the polls depending on which polls you look at. If you look at the D1 baseball poll, they have Arizona State at number 13, and they have Oklahoma State unranked. Oklahoma State, however, uh, is ranked in a couple of other polls. Oklahoma State is ranked number 24 in Baseball America and Perfect Game rankings even after the one and two start against Grand Canyon University so hard to rank teams after the first weekend because again baseball is volatile there's no way to uh, really tell who is the 
14th versus the 21st best team in the country after one week. Arizona State had a four-game stint to open the season. Uh, they played a doubleheader on Saturday. Michigan was in town for the second game of that doubleheader. So they played Villanova three times. They go 2-1 and one against Villanova, Arizona State does, but they lose 5 nothing to Michigan, one of the uh, higher-ranked schools in the country. Michigan can be found anywhere from uh, – I saw them at, at 1 to start the season. I see them at 9 now today on, uh, on D1 baseball. So, again, so many polls in college baseball. It's so tough to, uh, to really nail that down after one week. But Oklahoma State and Arizona State will get underway tonight. That's at 6.30 p.m. That's local time there in Phoenix, Mountain Time. So that's going to be 7.30 Central Time for Oklahoma State and Arizona State. Hopefully the Cowboys can get it done, come back 2-2 two and two on this trip, uh, which would feel a lot better than coming back 1-3. and three. It would be an upset win for Oklahoma State being on the road playing against one of the better teams in the country. But here's the hoping both Oklahoma State baseball and basketball can pull off upset wins uh, tonight. All right, that is all for today. Cowboys and Mountaineers, that's at 6. Cowboys and Sun Devils at 7.30. Big night for Oklahoma State athletics on the hardwood and on the diamond appreciate everyone for being with me head on over to twitter at locked on pokes at colby j powell send me all of your thoughts regarding anything oklahoma state that's all for today back tomorrow here on locked on pokes